<clears throat> well, hello, and welcome to Knowledge with Homage. My name is David, and I promise to be honest, I talk about topics that shock and astonish, but being shocked's better than not being conscious, so drop me some comments if you are impressed. You can email or DM or shoot me a text, or maybe just listen and sit there and think. So, here we go. Hopefully, I don't stink. Ah, yeah, what the fuck's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I'm David Castle, a.k.a. Homage the Lion Killer. Today is the 24th of February, 2021. Hope you're all doing good out there, getting through these crazy times that we're living through. Historic times, I tell ya. Um, if you haven't been there yet, just get this out of the way quick here. You should go check out my website, uh, website, homagethelionkiller.com. I, I kind of revamped it a little, went with a little di- different style on it. And, uh, if you wanted to support me through buying merchandise or something like that, you can do that there. I got cool stuff. I got shirts, sweaters, CDs, um, different things like that. I even got a coffee mug with my album cover on it. It's pretty hip and cool. Uh, Hopefully, I'm going to work on getting the cryptocurrency set up there too so you can pay with your crypto, buy something with Bitcoin and Ethereum or whatever you got. I don't know. I'm not sure how that works exactly, but it sounds fun. And uh, just so you know, I never really mentioned this before, but if you want to email me, you can do that. Homage25 at yahoo.com. That's what I got going right now. Probably get a new email soon a more legitter one or you can direct message me on uh instagram or facebook find me on instagram homage h0mage facebook i think it's homage the lion killer so yeah hit me up and uh if you if you got something you want to tell me or you know if you just want to reach out and uh, tell me how much i suck or or tell me how cool i am you could do that but yeah, I just want to let you know that um, I I will read whatever you send me and I'll, I'll reply to it. So yeah, you can do that. Um, what's new with me, you say? Well, not a whole lot. Been been writing a lot of music. I have been working on music. I haven't dropped anything lately. I am trying to be more, um, I don't know, have a better plan for, for what's going on so I can get in front of more people. I'm super appreciative of everyone who listens to my music and supports it and and fucks with me. That's great. Really appreciate it. Just trying to um level up a little bit here. So kind of going a different route. I do have like a bunch of music that I just haven't released. Um but I, I got kind of a strategy that I'm working here with for hope and hopefully uh my next album release will have more more people listening to it, I guess. <laughs> Trying to go viral, you know? Apparently, the exact way not to do that is everything I've been doing. So, trying to go a different route here. Doesn't mean my music's going to change at all. I'm still the same, the same dude. Um, just going to attack social media and all this in a different way. And it's gotten a lot harder, too, uh, considering the censorship that's been going down. My shit's been being censored pretty bad. Um, but there's, there's always ways around it and I'm going to figure it out. So yeah, I got to go viral, man. And the way to do that is apparently not through just, you know, a little tip for 
musicians out there, rappers or whatever, if you're listening. Apparently the way to like get people to listen to your stuff is not through recording your song and then like making a music video and lip syncing to it and all that. Um, that might work if you already have a bunch of fans and you're already well known and uh, there's people who already you know enjoy your music and are gonna they already subscribe to you or whatever. But the way to get in front of them uh, initially is not through doing that. It's like a whole different strategy. Um, but then again, what do I know? I'm no expert. I have been, I've been like trying to explore different avenues. Like, oh, maybe I should, uh, like remix this song, rap over some popular beats. So I, I typed into Google cause I don't really listen. I listen to, I don't know, I guess weird stuff. A lot of underground hip hop, maybe some oldies, some reggae, whatever. I listen to all kinds of music, but I don't really listen to the big mainstream popular music. I don't even know what it is most of the time. I'm not very hip like that. Um, I don't know what the kids are doing. So I type in on Spotify or on Google the top hip-hop songs right now or whatever. Top songs. It doesn't necessarily have to be hip-hop. And uh, I'm going through them because I'm kind of trying to find one with like a dope beat that maybe I could rap over. And, you know, it'd be fun to do a little remix. Uh, and I found this girl named Schneeko. I don't know if you guys, have you guys heard of Schneeko? She's this little girl with like blue hair. It looks like an alien. And I listened to her song. What was it called? Uh, Fuck. It was a really good song, actually. Let me look it up. I think it's called Daisy or something. Let me look it up. I fucking downloaded it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's called Daisy. And this chick's weird. She's kind of like an anime girl. I don't know, I guess that's how you would describe it, anime, she's really weird, and that's like her whole vibe is, um, how she cusses a lot in her song, she says, fuck, (laughs) listen to the song and check it out, maybe you'll like it, but I was thinking about these artists that are out now, and, uh, people like Schneeko, I think that's how you say it, I don't know, Billie Eilish, um, people like that, and it's just, it's interesting to see how the music industry is going and what they're like promoting and the type of artists that are big now. Uh, it's a, how do I even describe it? Kind of like if you watch their videos, kind of like demonic and weird, like usually uh, the way they sound, like the way they sing is kind of like a like a whispery kind of sing. Like it's very erotic and like kind of sexy the way they're, singing but sometimes they're not even singing they're like just talking uh but it sounds cool or they like have a little giggle in there and it's interesting the image that they that these girls have made for themselves or they've been given by the people who tell them what to do or whatever I don't know how it works at that level but um you'll there's a couple things you'll see with that it's like they dye their hair some crazy color have some crazy hairstyle um Lots of jewelry, and then like, you know, just a different style, like like a style you don't normally see, and they they're kind of doing that rebellious thing. But it's interesting because they'll take these little girls that are like, you know, harmless white girls usually, but I, I guess there's a lot of black artists too, and all kinds, but particularly this 
this shit that's popping off, like the Billie Eilish and Schneeko thing. Um, yeah, it's like super, the girls who would be super harmless if they were normal looking, like you would look at them and be like, oh, she's seems like a nice girl, right? And then they dress them up, give them some blue hair, and then they like cover them in blood and like make them sing some crazy shit about like how bad they are. You know, there's like the bad girl image and like, most of the songs are about like how they don't need no man, you know, like fuck you. I don't need you. The feminist kind of thing, I guess it would be called. Um, and I mean, and they're cool, you know, they're great artists, you know, it's just interesting how, how things have gone and, and switched up. Like you go back in the day to an artist, like Aretha Franklin for, or something. And she had a song like R E S P E C T, which I guess is kind of the same general idea where she's like you know she wants respect from her man she wants you know she's a grown-ass woman and all that and uh but now it's like i guess it's the same general concept but attacked in a a very different way it's just less classy i guess now not very classy these people but good artists and and they're cool i fuck with them I was thinking about doing a little remix. We'll see if that ever happens. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, But I was thinking about that and how these, that's like how much everything is changed with what's promoted in the music industry. It's super demonic now. And you'll notice it in the music videos like fucking Lady Gaga, Rihanna, um, Katy Perry. You know, they always have the, Illuminati symbolism and the weird stuff like a lot of videos they're covered in blood and they just like killed someone it's really weird um and I don't get the obsession with that and but when you think about how powerful music is and what it does to the people that listen to it it's a really powerful tool to mold society and the way people think about stuff and and the way they behave it brainwashes you in a way, I mean, I've seen people who who I used to hang out with who started listening to a different kind of music and, like, their whole lifestyle change. And you'll see that a lot with kids who get into, the like, the drug rap, like, the trap. I don't know, man. They're just trying to be something they're not. But then they become that thing that they weren't, but now they are. Then <laughs> they go to fucking jail, I don't know, or overdose or something. We've all seen it. It's just weird, man. What what gets promoted in the music industry and what doesn't? Like in hip hop too, like the trap thing, and it's cool. Like I, I like some some trap artists and some mainstream artists, and some of them are really good. The beats are really crazy. Some of them are really good storytellers. But it's interesting that they will promote that. Like someone talking about, you know, the coke rap is really big. It's always been big. I mean, since the nineties, I guess. Um, the drug dealer rap, and that gets promoted no problem. Like those people will be on mainstream TV getting interviewed by like Jimmy Fallon, whatever. And that all they talk about is like the drug rap and selling cocaine and heroin or whatever. But uh, any of the real things talking about like society and all that or whatever greater issues, it doesn't get promoted. Like it's just not gonna happen. And it just tells you what the people who are in control of this industry want people to be doing because, you know, they want people getting in trouble. They want people going down that path. 
Um, and, you know, I listen to it as well and stuff and whatever. You know, I like a lot of these artists. It's just interesting what um, what gets promoted and what doesn't. And it's clear that they want society to go in a certain direction. So, yeah. And the, the thing with the little girls, like the little white girls acting like they're serial killers and like they're so badass and covering them in blood and making them look all like aliens or like demon alien feminist man hater things. It's really weird <laughs> what's going on. It's really interesting. I don't get it. But that's the way society's going. And the thing is, with all of this, like, I don't know what to call it, the the whole movement, and there's a lot of things incorporated into it. There's, like, the feminist movement, which has been changed and hijacked and manipulated to where it's not just women having equal rights. It's like a, I don't know, it's a complete reversal. It's like, it's become a, a hating men thing you know like men are bad which yes yeah, some men are bad some women are bad some you know everyone there's good and bad people everywhere but it's it's become a division thing kind of like the black lives matter thing was was hijacked as well to become something that's it kind of more of a uh a thing that's about division and uh the lgbtq thing and the trans movement it's all they're all kind of the same um, and they all go together, and uh, I think they, and a lot of kids follow it, you know, a lot of kids are really into it, and they're brainwashed by it, and they just think that they're progressive, and they're with the times, and they're just trying to be fair and nice, and um, I think this all has, is part of the same goal, which is to make it so people never settle down, and have that, like, traditional family unit, that used to be a, a thing like 50 years ago, 100 years ago, um, where a man and woman would settle down and have kids and like the woman would care for the children and look after them. The guy would like provide for the family. But things have changed since then to where there's become this narrative where like a woman could be like super mom and she could have three kids and do everything for the kids, you know, care for them and, and get them ready for school or daycare or whatever, feed them, cook dinner. Um, and she could have a full-time job and be like a lawyer and and a doctor <laughs> at the same time. And then, you know, have a podcast and, and fucking, and still go party and stuff. Like, like you could do a million things at once and never get worn out and be like super mom. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, there's, women are capable of incredible things, but you can't do everything yourself, like, like, you gotta chill for a second, you're, you're gonna get burnt out, like, you can't do everything, and this idea that, um, one person can do everything, and you don't need no man or whatever, I think it's gonna lead a lot of people into depression, and it does, and that's why you see so many people, um, especially, you know, like, uh, you know, moms that are on Xanax and Valium and, and Prozac and all this shit cause they're sad or something. I don't know. They need these drugs to, um, give them that boost. 
And uh, it's sad because they're trying to conform to this idea of what that they can do everything and be everything when, um, you know, it takes a village, I guess would be the saying. It, it takes people, you need some help. Everyone needs help. We all got to look out for each other. Um, but I think over the years we've been trained to be more selfish and more like uh, we feel like we can do more than we really can. And you see it a lot with this, the feminist movement. I don't even know if I should call it that because I don't know if that's what it is. Everything changes over times and even the definition of words. Um, I just see a big change happening with society and a move away from the traditional like idea of what a family is and should be um, to what it is now, which is completely different. It's it's something, and I think it's when we get older, you know, when when we're like 70, 60, 70, and then a lot of us have never settled down because we we had that idea that we don't need somebody else to like love us or something. I think it's going to lead to huge depression because we're going to be so alone because a lot of people will never have kids. And when you get to a certain age, that's like all you got. You got your kids who are grown adults now and you're old as fuck, you're about to die and you have nobody. All your friends are gone. Like, uh, you know, you, you just don't have anybody. But you have, that's what's so important about having children is you got these people that'll be with you for life. They love you no matter what, or at least they're supposed to. But even that, you know, kids are being trained to hate their parents, especially if their parents have some old-fashioned values that don't quite align with this new idea of what we're supposed to be. Um, you know, people are being turned against their parents, hardcore, politically, uh, socially, um, sexually, I guess, you know, for what you believe with with sexual stuff, you know. I don't know. It's fucking weird, man. Weird stuff. Did any of that make sense? I don't even know how to describe what I'm thinking. Anyways, besides that, that was a long tangent. Uh, I went snowboarding yesterday. That was fun. Love snowboarding. There's lots of snow up in the mountains right now. I also went snowshoeing a week ago, which was really cool too. Not as cool as snowboarding, because snowboarding's faster and funner. But, you know, snowshoeing's all right. Um, it's weird what you got to do with snowboarding now, because they make you wear a mask. It's fucking gay. Um... And it's stupid because you'll be there sitting in line. Like at Boreal, there's this place called Boreal. It's by Truckee, California, near Tahoe. And uh, they have night riding there. So it gets dark at like four or five. And then it'll be cold out and everyone's wearing these masks, which aren't real masks. They're like beanies for your face. They're face masks. (laughs) And uh, you see everyone's breath like in the lights going through the mask. And it's like, obviously, it's not working. It's just weird what they make us do. But yesterday, no one was really even doing it because it was mostly local people up there. They kind of enforce it when there's, like, a lot of people. But when it's just a, a weekday and there's mostly local people, it's not a big deal. So that was cool. Uh, another news, my news. Another nudes. My neighbor has wind chimes, and I hate them. It's always windy. In Carson City, Nevada, where I live, it's always windy. And this bitch has these wind chimes that are just going crazy. 
all the time. I can't think. Ah, drives me nuts. Um, there's a quote by Arthur Schopenhauer, the philosopher, that says a person's tolerance for noise is in reverse proportion to their intelligence. So apparently if you're super fucking smart like me, you can't stand the noise. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not that smart. But the, sometimes noises, like like repetitive noises and things, it, it breaks your concentration, drives you nuts. Wind chimes are one of those things. And so if you have wind chimes, man, you got to get rid of them. Just throw those things out. Nobody likes them. I don't know. Maybe people do. I don't like them. <laughs> uh, what else have I done lately? I didn't wear a mask to the store. I just... You know what? Actually, I wore it when I walked in, and then I was like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? Fuck this thing. And I took it off and just went and did my shopping, and nobody said anything to me. People were still polite and cool, and uh, I have this fantasy where I walk into the store with no mask on, and then, like, you know, everyone's wearing their masks, and then they see me, and then they everyone just takes them off, and then everyone starts cheering for me, and, and they, like... You know, I'm kind of crowd surfing through the store, and it's a huge celebration. So uh, I feel like that's going to happen pretty soon. One of these days. We're getting closer and closer. Um, But until that happens, it feels like everything has become less enjoyable since COVID-19. Whatever this thing is, if it even really exists or not. You know, people get sick all the time. It is interesting to note that the flu has completely disappeared. Um, everything's just labeled as COVID. And I've discussed this a lot on this show, how the PCR test, which is the diagnostic method that they're using, isn't even designed to do what they're using it for. And the guy who invented it, his name is Kerry Mullis, he won a Nobel Prize for inventing PCR. And he specifically said that this method shouldn't be used to diagnose an illness because... You could find anything with this uh, with this PCR process. Just it's just a matter of how many cycles you spin around the sample, because your body has like and it's incredible the the trillions of different things inside your body, um, viruses I guess they could be called whatever. There's all kinds of different shit, and if you spin it around enough, you can find whatever you're looking for, and that's what they're doing with COVID and making it seem like everyone has COVID. It's crazy. And uh, Carrie Mullis was not too fond of Dr. Anthony Fauci. I played a clip on here a while back where he talks about how Tony Fauci is a total fraud and he's compromised and he has an agenda. And this was back in, I think it was in the 90s. But Tony Fauci was responsible for a lot of deaths during the AIDS crisis and people getting this drug, I think it was called AZT, um, that was supposed to be treating them for HIV uh, when they were fine to begin with. They just went to the doctor and, you know, maybe they had something else, but they were diagnosed as having HIV, and then they were giving the, given this drug, AZT, and that's ultimately what's, what killed these people. And uh, Fauci was behind that. So Fauci is this guy that's being used to uphold this medical tyranny that's happening. And every country has a guy like Fauci. You know, the UK has a guy like that, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, the whole basically um, Western world has a guy like that that's been put into this position to uphold this narrative. 
And they're all compromised and they're all put there in that position for for a reason. Um, so considering everything that's happened and how much the world has changed and how many like less things there are to do, less fun things, like there's no concerts, you can't go to the zoo, um, you know, just all these things that people used to do for fun with their family or with their significant other, you just can't do anymore. Or maybe you can do them kind of, it's just not as enjoyable and you have to wear a mask and it's just a lot of bullshit you got to go through. So everything's kind of, kind of become fucked up <laughs> and we're now a year into this and nothing's really changing. You know, things are just getting worse. And what was once just a conspiracy theory with the vaccine passport is now becoming a reality in some places. And I got some articles um, that I'm going to get to that talk about that. But people find a, try to find a way to escape that. And, you know, weed is a huge thing with that, just smoking weed all the time. Or you have antidepressant drugs. There's all kinds of pills you can take that make life better a little bit. Or you can drink. Drink alcohol, and a lot of people do that, and and some people do all three of those things. Um, but you know what we're doing by running to these substances, which are also highly promoted in music. You know, uh, fucking drugs, pills, pills are huge with the younger generation, and just drinking, and those that's a powerful way to get fucked up because. <laughs> You know, you're totally out of it. If you pop a pill and drink, like, you're you're out, man. You're like a zombie. Um, and that's no way to live. And what you're doing when you do that is you're running away from the real problem. There's something going on that needs to be addressed in your life that you aren't addressing. You're pushing it away and you're putting it into, you know, you're hiding it in this in this deeper part of you to where you don't have to acknowledge it. And you're just going to avoid it. And keep running away from it. And some people do this their whole life. And they'll never try to fix whatever it is that's making them feel that way. Because something's happening. You know, there's something going on that's making you feel like that. However you're feeling. Whether it's whether you have anxiety or take, for example, a soldier who comes back from war and he has PTSD. And he just feels like shit all the time. And then the he goes to the the clinic or wh- wherever they send these guys and then they just give them some drugs they give them some some sort of medication to try to dull these thoughts and you know give them that dopamine rush or that chemical rush that um makes them feel a little happier in their brain to where they're not totally focused on whatever crazy shit that they witnessed in war but is that really a treatment to what's happening in your head is that addressing the issue? It's just slapping a Band-Aid on it and and pushing it further down the road. And a lot of these guys end up killing themselves. And even women on uh, or men on these medications will like fucking go nuts and kill their kids. And drown them in the bathtub or something. Like atrocious, crazy things. And I think... A reason for this, there is the side effects of the medication, which are very real, which are hardly ever disclosed to you by your physician, as they should be. Same with the vaccine. You know, there's no informed consent 
they they just say take this. You got to take it. You'll be fine. You know, take the flu jab. They never fucking mention all of the people who have had adverse reactions. All the people who've died from it. You know, and there's a where was it? Gibraltar? 50 people die Gibraltar? Bunch of people fucking died. Yeah, 53 people died in uh, Gibraltar because of the COVID-19 vaccine. So Gibraltar was one of these places. I'll just read this. Now, I'll read this one later, but sticking with my thought on um, how we choose to take these substances that make us dull our senses and run away from reality rather than embracing it and making the necessary changes that need to happen in order to better your life. Um, Because that's what needs to happen. And when you're just getting fucked up all the time, nothing's going to get better. You're just push. you kicking the can down the road. Just like the, what they're doing with the economy. A lot of people say the economy already crashed, but they keep printing these stimuluses and injecting money into the economy, the economy to make it seem like things are good. But how could things be good when they, they completely shut down the economy and all these small businesses just went under? Or, or medium-sized, you know, good-sized businesses too. And uh, they made it illegal for these people to do their jobs and, and run their business. So, of course, that's going to create an increase in unemployment and it's going to be devastating to the economy as a whole. But they just keep printing, doing these stimulus deals to make it seem like everything's okay. And uh, that's why fiat money in the U.S. dollar is just not sustainable because there's no cap on how much how much of it can be made. They're just printing it more and more every day. It's an infinite amount, and which is why it becomes worth less and less, and there's inflation. Which is why th- things like cryptocurrency and Bitcoin um, is a good alternative and will just keep increasing in value because there's a fixed amount of it. Now... I think cryptocurrency is a part of the agenda too, though, because there is a, a goal of getting everyone onto a digital currency because it's more trackable. And you can withhold payments from someone if, if they don't you know, get the vaccine or, or do something like that. So there's, there's so many different things going on. It's fucking crazy. But yeah, it just in general, how much the world has changed and the isolation people are feeling, the loneliness, you know, people who have lost their jobs and all of that. There's more and more people who have turned to kind of running away from that through um, getting high. And yeah, there's got to be a better way to do it, I think, you know, that will be better off for you in the long run. Because when you do that, you're just um, you're pushing it off, and you're not addressing the issue. And it's and it's the same thing that the medical industry does when we're we have treatments for these diseases. You know, they'll give you a drug like a pill or something, but that doesn't address the underlying issue, which is causing the disease. It just treats the symptoms, and that's what our medical establishment is trained to do. That's what they're trained to do, man. And uh, it sucks. It sucks because a lot of people suffer from that. And the the third leading cause of death in America is medical malpractice. It's a it's the hospitals fucking up and killing someone. 
And we hold doctors in such high esteem, and that's why a lot of people become doctors, is just for the status. Um, I don't think they have any special affinity towards saving people's lives. I mean, some of them do, of course, and that's fantastic, and I have all the respect in the world for them, but there's a lot of people who just do it for uh, for the status symbol and for the respect they receive and for the money. And you got these big pharmaceutical companies who send out their representatives into the doctor's offices and they convince the doctor, they sell them a product and tell them, hey, you should be giving your patients this and we're going to give you money every time you prescribe this medication. And, uh, you know, the doctor will give this to people and they have them on all kinds of these drugs and it's not addressing the underlying issue. It's just treating the symptoms And a lot of the times the effects, the side effects of the drugs that are supposed to be treating this illness are worse than the illness to begin with. So everything is backwards here. And uh, if you have something going on with you medically, something serious, uh, I would highly encourage you to uh, explore alternative remedies. Because Western medicine, you know, it's good at some stuff if you break your arm you know, they can slap that shit together real quick. But there's other things that uh, their treatments are just, like I said, they're, they could be more dangerous than the than the uh, ailment itself. So, obviously, you'll want to consult with your doctor and, and do all this. But at the same time, I mean, like, these guys, I just don't trust them. I just don't trust them. Uh, but then again, I'm not a doctor and what the fuck do I know? I just know that the more knowledge you have and the more questions you ask and the more, um, the more alternative routes that you seek out, probably the better off you'll be because, um, man, these, these doctors, man, especially now that they're pushing this vaccine, so many of them, but a lot of doctors and nurses have refused to take it and, uh, there's a reason for that, right? So why would you take this vaccine if even the doctors and the nurses and the people who are supposed to know about this stuff, even though they're not really trained too well in vaccination stuff, for obvious reasons, because if you really look into vaccines, and uh, you'll find that a lot of them are no good. They fuck you up. Some of them are okay, I guess. But for the most part, I mean, like, some of these are pretty sketchy, especially this new one that's not properly tested that they're like currently doing tests on while they're telling everyone to take it. So a lot of people have refused it, people in the medical community, and, uh, you know, it's having all this backlash right now. And it's just, it should be a big red flag. Now, moving on from that, if any of that made any sense, I was thinking about how wearing a mask, you know, we've all been wearing, we've been wearing masks, man. This is something that the psychologist, psychotherapist, psychoanalyst Carl Jung talked about. How we all wear masks. And it's it's our persona. It's our ego. It's this creation that we have that we display to the public and to ourselves even that is not necessarily our real self. It's just this image that we want people to believe that we are and that we want ourselves to believe in. And at the same time, we have this other part of ourselves that we try to run away from 
and we don't want other people to see because it's the darker side of yourself and it's the shadow self. And his whole thing was like in order to um fucking heal yourself or whatever, you have to explore this darker side of yourself and understand what's going on and what you're trying to repress and uh, hide about yourself. So I was thinking about that and I made a post about this yesterday on Instagram talking about kind of using an analogy of when people go to the Grand Canyon. I saw this statistic that said people will only spend an average of 17 minutes at the Grand Canyon. Just enough time to like look at it for a little bit, get a few pictures, and then bounce. Now, that's crazy, right? Because the Grand Canyon is absolutely magnificent. I mean, I could, I wish I had a house on the edge of it. It's, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It's amazing. It's absolutely mind-boggling. Um, but, you know, and it takes a long time to get there. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So you have to drive for hours and hours to see it, pretty much, you know, from anywhere. And uh, despite that, despite the detour that you have to take in order to get there, most people only spend 17 minutes there. And what do they do in those 17 minutes? Well, yeah, they get some pictures and then they post them on their social media and they're like, dude, I went to the Grand Canyon. It was awesome. Um, and it's just interesting how people will go through all of that and all of this, you know, they'll travel there and maybe the ride there was uncomfortable or their kid was complaining or they're fighting with their wife or something. But you'll never post that. Like, you're not going to post pictures of that. Or like a video of you guys fighting. That's not glamorous or cool. Nobody wants to see that. But that could have been the majority of your experience. So if you were keeping it 100, you would talk about that. But nobody's going to do that. I mean, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. Uh, So instead, we focus on the highlight, like the great part of it which would be standing next to the cliff and getting a sweet picture. Um, and it's just interesting. And that's what social media is. It's people posting their their most like magnificent times. It's their highlight reel. And they only talk about the good stuff. And it's not real life. This That's not how the real world is. There's so many different elements to existence uh, and just, day-to-day life that aren't displayed on social media. And that's why it makes people depressed when you're always on social media and you're looking through it's like some of these motherfuckers seem like they're always on a vacation. Like, damn, you don't have a you never had a job? Like what do you how do you get money or something? Like do you ever clean your house? I don't know. Like, what about all the normal shit? But people don't display that. They they want to make themselves seem cooler than they really are. And it's weird. Like, if you've ever been around someone who's super into social media and, like, that's their whole shit, they, that's all they care about. You know, they're always on it and, like, they'll spend so much time trying to get the right pictures or the right footage so they can display this, um, this, like, projection of themselves and uh it's a good it's a good example of the masks that we wear and and uh the things we do to gratify our ego and this persona so it's interesting stuff if you're interested in that you know Carl Jung talks about that a lot um interesting guy and just psychology in general is pretty interesting i'm not an expert on it i mean i read a couple books 
but I don't know much. I just think it's interesting to notice. And you can't get caught up in that because, I mean, think about the filters, you know, on Snapchat and Instagram. And Have you ever seen someone where you've seen them on social media and then you'll like run into them in real life? Hey, this happened to me not too long ago. I was like, oh man, this girl's pretty good looking. And then like, you know, I had seen her on social media and stuff. And then I see her in real life and that's like, I didn't even recognize her at first. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Damn, this bitch is fucked up looking. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, man, you can really, you can really make yourself go up a few notches with those filters. But it's not real. It's it's this false thing. And a lot of people are just, we're living in this fantasy world, man. I mean, when are we going to look around and and notice the forest for the trees? Shit is fucked up and we're just running away from it. Getting high, watching TV. Playing video games? Oh my god. The world's going to shit. <laughs> but what else can you do? You know, I fucking do that shit. It's just weird, man. Weird life. And uh, it has to do with, like, the way people react when they're in a crowd. And society has become so uniform through through television and through social media. Like, we're all receiving the same content at the same time. Like, literally, like, in real time, within fucking seconds of each other. And we're all becoming the same because of it. Like, there's, like, a global culture almost now. There's especially, a like, a countrywide one in America. Because we all consume the same type of entertainment and the same news. And that's why we all talk the same for the most part. I mean, you still have people in, like, Boston or... New York that have kind of an accent or in the South, but for the most part, people sound pretty much the same. They talk the same. They have the same expressions. And uh, a lot of people have the exact same beliefs and the same thoughts. And this was done on purpose because once you have uniformity of a people, then they become a crowd and they have like the same beliefs and it's way easier to control them. So yeah, that's why so much money is spent on like, movies and stuff and television shows and all this shit uh and these big movements like the BLM movement or whatever you know whatever comes out at this time and it's uh creates this uniformity across the fucking board and it makes people easier to control so it's weird what people do once they're in a crowd because it's they're not logical they don't think about things they just they react according to emotion, um, and it's almost like they're not even conscious. It's like they're the subconscious takes over, and this crowd becomes like one big organism, this big, stupid, ignorant <laughs> organism made up by all these little cells, which are people. Uh, and uh, whereas the individual could be logical and like make good decisions according to reason, the group as a whole is very illogical and they react according to emotion and they don't they don't want to hear about the truth uh, or anything like that. You'll actually be attacked and like hated if um, you're, you're talking about something real, which might be uncomfortable for people. So that's what they've done with like the whole world. <laughs> so everyone thinks the same about everything and then the minute a person comes up and tries to point something out they get attacked and they they're hated 
and and uh, they're ostracized. Although I do think more and more people are waking up since COVID nineteen, um, and just seeing the hypocrisy of the people who who are running shit, the news media, the politicians, Hollywood. I think more people are starting to understand that, and maybe it'll be like what happened with marijuana because you know that was something that was heavily stigmatized for a long time, but now it's it's like. It's just normal in a lot of places, and everyone smokes weed. So, who knows? Who knows what the future will bring? It's just interesting to watch it all unfold. And maybe the people who were once calling you a conspiracy theorist and and, uh, having arguments with you and attacking you will then be the ones who were like trying to be like, oh, I always knew that. And I've fucking, I've been trying to tell people that for years. Just like, motherfucker, no, you weren't. I was trying to tell you last week. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, but beyond that, man, I fucking ramble on. I got some articles to read. And yeah, let's, let's talk about this one with all these people who died from the vaccine. Uh, 53 people have, Oh, this one says they have not died. Okay. See. <laughs> okay, so this is uh this is funny. This is one of these fact checkers. Fullfact.org. Now, realize with these fact websites, they're fucking let's see what else they get into here. Yeah, these are the people who debunk your conspiracies. So, <clears throat> 53 people have not died in Gibraltar because of the COVID-19 vaccine. What was claimed? 53 people have died in Gibraltar in 10 days after vaccinations with the Pfizer COVID-19 started. Uh, Our verdict, as of the 27th of January, out of more than 11,000 people, six have died after receiving the vaccine, but there's no evidence these deaths were related to the vaccine. 54 have died with or of COVID-19 in Gibraltar since vaccination started on the 10th of January. <laughs> so it's like the double speak. It's like um, they, they got the vaccine and they died after it, but there's no evidence that they died because of it. And it's so hypocritical because they were labeling every death as COVID if they tested positive for COVID through the faulty PCR test, which is pretty much meaningless. So they have this double standard where if somebody dies after the vaccination, ah, oh, we don't know if it was the vaccination. It was probably something else. Uh, and this is what they do. And it's fucking bullshit. So let me find uh, another article here. Sorry, I should have been prepared. But they threw me a curveball there. Fucking assholes. What else we got here? All right, how about we look at this? This one's from the Sun, and this is this is just hilarious what they're doing here. I mean, it would be funny if people weren't actually dying and and actually doing what these people say. But uh, this is an article from the Sun, which is a UK-based news source, and it says jab safety. One hundred and forty-three Brits died shortly after their COVID jabs. But vaccines didn't play a role, says regulators. 
Uh, COVID jabs given to millions of Brits are safe despite 143 patients dying shortly after immunization. So they're safe. You just might die. But it's not because of the vaccine. You'll die from something else. The drugs watchdog said vaccines played no part in the fatalities with almost all occurring in the elderly or ill. Officials say the majority of reported fatalities were in elderly people or people with underlying illness. And just to reiterate, I mean, how hypocritical when every death was attributed to COVID-19, regardless of the guy, if the guy jumped out of a fucking airplane without a parachute, you know, he died of COVID-19 or if he got in a motorcycle accident or if he got shot, you know, they were all counted as COVID-19 deaths. This, this shit really happened. Maybe not the airplane one, but other like people being shot or dying in accidents, they were counted as COVID. But now that we have people dying from the vaccination or shortly after receiving the vaccination, rather, uh, it's saying (laughs) there's no evidence that the vaccine killed them. So it's just, I mean, come on. Uh, Yeah, investigators said there's no suggestion that the jab played a role in the deaths. More than 10 million Brits have now had their first dose. Uh, And in total, there have been 22,820 reports of suspected side effects logged after January 24th. The MHRA found around 1 in 10 people will experience side effects after the jab. Uh, Dr. June Rain, MHRA chief executive, said vaccines are the most effective way to protect against COVID-19 and save lives and prevent serious complications from the terrible virus. Uh, You know, blah, blah, blah. They go on to sell the vaccine for you because that's all these news fucking organizations do. They, They work for the drug companies. So while, you know, while Pfizer and Moderna are are fucking making bazillions of dollars off of this shit <laughs> and people are dying from of it uh these people don't challenge any of this and they just they they sell it to you you know they they work for the drug companies and it's funny because you can scroll down to the comment section which this is one of the few news agencies that still still allows comments and i would always do that do this on like yahoo news to see what people are actually thinking but a lot of the times they won't even display the comments anymore because they went so so far against you know they just they people aren't that fucking stupid they don't people are not as stupid as the mainstream media makes them out to be and people would challenge what they're saying so for example on the sun article it says this person says what an insult to people's intelligence. Everyone dying is getting classified as COVID. Yeah, that's what I said. Yet people who are dying shortly after the vaccine are not being classified as a vaccine death. How stupid do they think people are? And that's 67 upvotes. And then you have this person who replied, who says, what twaddle? I don't know what that means. That's probably some British thing. My mother died of lung cancer without COVID. Her death was not classified as COVID-related. The funeral directors have to follow a different set of rules when COVID is involved. Write with some honesty and knowledge. Don't just state things you know zero about. And uh, apparently the crowd did not like him very much. They gave him 12 down votes. We have Naomi Waters here who says, So if people died of COVID that are elderly or have underlying health issues, we should freak out, close the world, and lock away the rest of the older population so they can't see their families and panic because they died of COVID. 
But if they die after having a vaccination, it must be because they were elderly or had underlying conditions, so there's nothing to worry about. I thought the vaccination was 100% safe. The world has gone mad and is full of hypocritical people in power and dishonest journalists. How can only some people see the madness in this? 97 upvotes. As very few people without underlying health conditions under 65 had died of, as very few people without underlying health conditions under 65 have died of, not with COVID, why take an experimental vaccine? I don't really know how to read that, but I like the last part. Why take an experimental vaccine? So, you know, uh, pretty much all of these... Uh, Pretty much all of these people are talking about how the vaccine isn't tested properly and how this article is fucking insulting to their intelligence, which it is. Here's an article from Health Impact News. Now, this is kind of a, a news site that's trying to expose the vaccination shit. I mean, right here it says, Health Impact News, America under siege, a beacon of light exposing the truth in the darkness of deceit. So you know when these people, uh, where these people are coming from. This one says CDC withholding information: one thousand one hundred seventy dead following COVID injections, almost twice as many deaths as found in VAERS. And we'll, we'll briefly go over this article to see what they're talking about here. Uh, yesterday, this one's by Brian Shilhavy. Yesterday, we reported that the CDC had done another data dump into the VAERS, which stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System Database, showing that through February 4th, 2021, there were 12,697 recorded adverse events, including 653 deaths, following injections of the experimental COVID mRNA shots by Pfizer and Moderna. Now, remember this mRNA... Shot is the one that has the nanotechnology in it, and this is, uh, you know, an experimental technology, which isn't even close to traditional vaccines. This is something that actually changes uh, the RNA in your cells. Uh, after publishing, and it was created by DARPA. Uh, after publishing this article, a Health Impact News subscriber sent me a link to a page on the CDC website where they're reporting that as of February 11th, the VAERS received 1,170 reports of death among people who received the vaccine. So it went for, you know, the real number is 1,170. They're saying it's 653. Um, they got a screenshot. And then, and then they changed it. And it's just talking about how they're manipulating the numbers. I'll, I'll put up the fucking link. I'm not going to read it all. If you're interested in it, uh, you can check it out for yourself. But there's a little sub thing here. It says CDC's history of corruption and conflict of interest. Uh, they published information frequently during the past couple of months, but it bears repeating here since apparently so few in the public are aware of the depth of corruption in the CDC. The CDC is the largest purchaser and distributor of vaccines in the world, allocating over $5 billion in their budget supplied by the American taxpayers because the CDC is a private institution. It just gets government money, by the way. It's, they're like a business foundation, kind of like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation because when you have an organization that isn't necessarily in the government, you can do like a lot more and still get money from the government. So it's a great scam. Uh, 
So they get $5 billion a year to purchase and distribute vaccines from Big Pharma. So do you think that's a conflict of interest? And the CDC also owns 56 patents on vaccines, and many of their scientists earn royalties from the sale of vaccines. Uh, The CDC has a long history of corruption, and over the years, many of their own scientists have tried to blow the whistle on the corruption only to be silenced. And they have a bunch of links to um, why you shouldn't fucking fuck with this shit, man. Bunch of doctors talking about why you shouldn't get the vaccine. Uh, you know, so what is what's really going on? Are they using this shit to uh formerly healthy American serviceman now has heart disease following the Moderna COVID shots? There's just so much fucking shit going on with this, and the mainstream media won't go into any of this, but if you just look for 10 minutes into the alternative media, there's so much, dude, that's going on with this COVID shit. It's it's really sad, man. 28-year-old Wisconsin healthcare worker has aneurysm and is brain dead five days after second experimental Pfizer mRNA COVID injection. Fucking poor girl, man. You know, but they're going to say that none of this has anything to do with each other. So I'll put up a link to this because um, these are all the the stories that you won't find in the mainstream media. And it, they're kind of ones where you're like, okay, well, you know, they just had the shot and now they're all fucked up and they were perfectly fine before. So what the fuck's going on here? 45-year-old Italian doctor in the prime of his life and in perfect health drops dead after the Pfizer mRNA COVID shot, 39-year-old nurse, 42-year-old surgical technician, also dead. 58-year-old mother and grandmother of six in Virginia dies within hours of receiving, receiving experimental Pfizer mRNA injection. Israeli teenager hospitalized in ICU for inflammation of the heart days after receiving second Pfizer vaccination. So, I mean, regardless of, uh, you know, if this is some fucking brain chip that they're putting in the to fucking mind control everybody. I mean, we could just tell that people are getting fucked up because of it. You know, regardless of all these conspiracy theories that you can talk about, I mean, these are verifiable facts that people are having adverse reactions to this and they're dying or, or they're getting really sick and having getting fucked up. So why would you take it? And why would they mandate it? Like Israel Got this article here that says uh, from the New York Times, as Israel reopens, whoever does not get vaccinated will be left behind. New government and business initiatives are moving in the direction of a two-tier system for the vaccinated and unvaccinated, raising legal, moral, and ethical questions. So it says nearly half of Israel's population has received at least one dose of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccination. So that would be the mRNA experimental vaccination that they've apparently given to half the population. Who knows if that's really true? Governments lie about statistics all the time, and so does the news. This article is by Isabel Kirshner for the New York Times, published on the 18th of February, 2021. In Bat-Yam, Israel, Israel has raced ahead with the fastest COVID vaccination campaign in the world. Inoculating nearly half its population with at least one dose, now the rapid rollout is turning the country into a live laboratory 
for setting the rules in a vaccinated society, raising thorny questions about rights, obligations, and the greater good. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's cabinet voted this week to open shopping malls and museums to the public, subject to social distancing rules and mandatory masking. For the first time in many months, gyms, cultural and sports events, hotels and swimming pools will also reopen, but only for some. Under a new green badge system that functions as both a carrot and a stick, the government is making leisure activities accessible only to people who are fully vaccinated or recovered starting Sunday. Uh, Two weeks later, restaurants, events, halls, and conferences will be allowed to operate under those rules. So you got to be vaccinated to do this shit. Customers and attendees will have to carry a certificate of vaccination with a QR code. Now think about this. You got to carry around your papers to prove that you've been vaccinated. In fucking Israel, dude. Fucking Jewish people. You know, they went through like the Holocaust and shit. (laughs) They're allowing this to happen in their own country. Well, some Nazi type shit. Did they learn nothing? Israel is one of the first countries grappling in real time with a host of legal, moral, and ethical questions as it tries to balance the steps towards resuming public life with sensitive issues such as public safety, discrimination, free choice, and privacy. Getting vaccinated is a moral duty. It is part of our mutual responsibility, says the health minister, Yuli Edelstein. So that's the equivalent of our Dr. Fauci. They always got someone who's willing to fucking peddle the bullshit, man. He also has a new mantra. Whoever does not get vaccinated will be left behind. So take this experimental vaccine where people are having all these fucking adverse effects dying, you know, going retarded and and (laughs) paralyzed, whatever, all this different stuff. You have to take it. You know, you have to give your money to this corporation in order to be able to do anything. And that's fascism, first of all, you know, if, if nothing else. So, I'm not going to read this whole thing. It's a bunch of bullshit. But, you know, it's been really rough over there in Israel. Everything's closed down. And now they're saying people will support this too because that's the only way they're going to let things reopen again is if you do um, take the vaccine apparently. So, wow, what a time to be alive, man. I'll post this article if you're interested in it. Um... What else we got here? What else we got here? Anything more about the vaccine? Okay, let's read one more. And just something to open your eyes. I'll, I'll briefly read from this. Some person who um, has some good questions about what's going on. This is from the Richardson Post by a guy named Howell Woltz. And he says, Why are globalists who seek our reduction all in the vaccine business? Talking about people like Bill Gates. Um, how'd that meningitis vaccine work out down in Africa, Bill? How about your polio shots in India that paralyzed 496,000 kids? And, uh, you know, did you know that about Bill Gates? Let me zoom in here because I can hardly see. You guys are the smartest readers on the planet, so you know this question answers itself. But why is anyone listening to Bill Gates, the man who created viruses for computers, just so he could sell you a cure. Sounds like his vaccine approach to me, and I want to see a few thousand politicians and billionaires take it before bearing my butt to Dr. Bill, who's not a doctor. 
Uh, fact, according to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the most frightening epidemics in Congo, the Philippines, and Afghanistan are all linked to Gates's vaccines. By 2018, three-fourths of global polio cases were from Gates's vaccines. So how amazing is that? The guy goes around and giving people the polio vaccine, and now three-quarters of the polio cases are from his vaccine, which is supposed to prevent polio, but actually gave it to people. As recently as 2017, the Morganson uh, study showed Gates's WHO vaccine forced on millions of African children annually is killing more Africans than the disease it pretends to prevent. Vaccinated girls suffer 10 times the death rate of unvaccinated children. The murder-by-needle crime spree began back in 2010 when Gates bought off the WHO. And, uh, yeah, the same ones who hear, speak, and see no evil in the CCP's Wuhan virus with $10 billion. So Gates gave them $10 billion, uh, promising to reduce population in part through new vaccines. And you can actually see uh, Bill Gates talk about that on his TED Talk where he says if we do a really good job with vaccinations... Uh, we can reduce the population by this percentage. So, um, And uh, they did just that in Kenya, reduced the population, I mean, uh, by the millions. In 2014, Kenya's Catholic Doctors Association accused the WHO of chemically sterilizing millions of unwilling Kenyan women with a phony tetanus vaccine campaign. Independent labs found the sterility formula in every vaccine tested. After denying the charges, the WHO finally admitted it had been developing the sterility vaccine for over a decade. And it goes on to talk about George Soros and Rockefeller and all these people, you know, these sketchy people who are billionaires, who, who have a lot of money and influence, who want to reduce the population of the world, and now they're out there telling us to take their vaccinations. So you got to be pretty fucking stupid and ignorant to not see the connection here you don't got to be a conspiracy i mean it's a conspiracy fact you know so fuck these guys man all these motherfuckers dude joe biden obama the clintons fuck trump fuck them all dude fuck all these politicians these billionaires and these paid off douchebag scientists and hollywood people talk show hosts fucking celebrities they're all in on it man in one way or another. Not not saying that they all know the exact plan. But they're all going along with it. And that's kind of fucked up. Now, um, one good thing we have happening here is something happening in North Dakota. Uh, the North Dakota House passed a bill banning mandatory face masks. The potential legislation comes after North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum imposed a statewide mask mandate in November. The North Dakota House of Representatives passed a bill that would prevent rules requiring face masks, a mandate one lawmaker ripped as diabolical silliness. The state's lower chamber voted 50 to 44 Monday to prohibit state and local governments, schools, and businesses from ordering mask mandates amid the coronavirus pandemic, the Grand Folks Herald reported. Uh, Grand Forks, I mean. Uh, the bill will next head to the Senate. So that's cool, man. And it goes on to talk about, so it says, 
Uh, Representative Jeff Hoverson, the bill's sponsor, has characterized the mask requirements as diabolical silliness. The mask is a part of a larger apparatus of a movement of unelected wealthy bureaucrats who are robbing our freedoms and perpetuating lies. Sounds pretty fucking accurate to me. So we'll see where they get with that. You know, fuck the mask. They don't do anything anyways. They make you sick. And I'm sick of it. But you shouldn't think like that. And according to the New York Times, a guy named Charlie Warzel in his opinion piece from February 18th, he says, don't go down the rabbit hole. Critical thinking, as we're taught to do it, isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. So they're telling you, don't think for yourself. Just, uh, you know, take what we say. Uh, It says, our attention economy always allows grifters, conspiracy theorists, trolls, and savvy attention hijackers to take advantage of us and steal our focus. Talking about, So anyone who has a podcast, a YouTube channel, anybody who's not the mainstream media, don't listen to them. Don't do your own research. Just take what we tell you. And this is out in the open. Telling you fucking critical thinking is bad. Critical thinking is bad from the New York Times. Just how blatant. And I'll, I'll read a little bit of this retarded, stupid fucking article. Uh, For an academic, Michael Caulfield has an odd request. Stop overthinking what you see online. Mr. Caulfield, a digital literacy expert, fucking what a stupid title, digital literacy expert, at Washington State University, Vancouver, knows all too well that at this very moment, more people are fighting for the opportunity to lie to you than at perhaps any other point in human history. Well, yeah, that's true, and it's you. It's the New York Times lying to you. Misinformation rides the greased algorithmic rails of powerful social media platforms and travels at velocities and in volumes that make it nearly impossible to stop. That alone makes information warfare an unfair fight for the average internet user. But Mr. Caulfield argues that the deck is stacked even further against us. So so isn't this hilarious? You know, you got this university professor saying that the DAC is stacked against him, university professors, and the mainstream media, the New York Times. Meanwhile, the censorship of, of people is just through the fucking roof, and these people are being promoted left and right. You know, it, it's just the hypocrisy, and it's just, it's total doublethink. It's telling you to see the opposite of what's actually happening. It, it straight up lies. But, you know, it's, it's like they say, um, fuck, what's the old saying? Uh, God damn it, I'm an idiot. You know, you call someone a liar when you're lying. <laughs> you know, while you're lying, you say, "Ah, oh, that guy's lying," and to make yourself look better. It's like the cheater who accuses his his girlfriend of cheating. Uh, but Mr. Carf uh, Caulfield argues that the deck is stacked against us, and that the way we're taught from a young age to evaluate and think critically about information is fundamentally flawed and out of step with the chaos of the current internet. Uh, We are taught that in order to protect ourselves from bad information, we need to deeply engage with the stuff that watches up in front of us, Mr. Caulfield told me recently. He suggested that the dominant mode of media literacy, if kids get taught any at all, is that you'll get imperfect information and then use reasoning to fix that somehow. But in reality, that strategy can completely backfire. 
In other words, resist the lure of rabbit holes, in part by reimagining media literacy for the internet hellscape we occupy. So this euphemism they have here, media literacy, another word for, I don't know, brainwashing, indoctrination, media literacy. That's a term that I had not yet become aware of. Total fucking bullshit term. It's often counterproductive to engage directly with content from an unknown source, and people can be led astray by false information. Influenced by the research of Sam Weinberg, a professor at Stanford, and Sarah McGrew, an assistant professor at the University of Maryland, Mr. Caulfield argued that the best way to learn about a source of information is to leave it and look elsewhere, a concept called lateral reading. So, you know, this is what they hope you do. You'll find some article about, you know, all these people who died from, like in Gibraltar, like that first article. And you'll have people explaining it, how they took the vaccination and then they died. Um, and then you'll you'll find the, the fact check that says, no, that didn't happen. You know, uh, they died after the vaccine, but it wasn't because of the vaccine. And, and you'll think, oh, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. But, okay, I guess this is a more credible source of information. And the New York Times is actually telling you, you know, instead of thinking for yourself and interpreting shit for yourself, just go to some mainstream outlet and let them tell you what to think. Let me tell you. And this is just a, uh, fuck, it's it's such a clear indication of why you shouldn't go to college. (laughs) Because these fucking professors, man, like, they're so out of touch with reality and they're just so blatantly fucking shitty Ugh, it's just disgusting man it says for instance uh imagine if you were to visit stormfront a white supremacist message board who the fuck ever does that and how how often do you ever end up on a white supremacist message board this white supremacy shit is so overused and so non-existent in the real world it's fucking bullshit but uh, so somehow you're just cruising along and you end up on a white supremacist message board, just normal, normal shit. And you're trying to understand racist claims in order to debunk them. Even if you see through the horrible rhetoric, at the end of the day, you gave that place however many minutes of your time. And even with good intentions, you run the risk of misunderstanding something <laughs> because Stormfront users are way better at propaganda than you. You won't get less racist reading Stormfront critically, but you might be overloaded with information and overwhelmed. So there you have it. I mean, they're saying that if you if you try to look up things for yourself, you're you're racist. It will make you racist. <laughs> oh, fuck that telephony. Um, our current information crisis, Mister Carl Caulfield argues, is an attention crisis. The goal of disinformation is to capture attention, and critical thinking is deep intention, he wrote in 2018. People learn to think critically by focusing on something and contemplating it deeply to follow the information's logic and and inconsistencies. That natural human mindset is a liability in an attention economy. It allows grifters, conspiracy theorists, trolls, and savvy attention hijackers to take advantage of us and steal our focus. Whenever you give your attention to a bad actor, you allow them to steal your attention from better treatments of an issue and give them the opportunity to warp your perspective. And 
the fucking guy goes on and on with this stupid bullshit. And I'll uh, put up the link to it if you want to read it. It's it's insane. Dude, it's sad to think that there's people who actually read this and like think they're informed. They think they have it all figured out. There's so many of these stupid assholes who who read the New York Times, man, the Wall Street Journal, whatever, dude, any of these mainstream publications, and these are the most brainwashed, like, just non-thinking doofuses in the world. (laughs) But the problem is, the crazy part about it is they think they're so fucking virtuous. And they, uh, man, they scoff at you for trying to say anything otherwise. They just think you're so far below them. Ah, it's amazing. And I don't know. You know, I wish they allowed comments on this article. I'm sure they would. Oh, wait, they do. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, just like I said, the fucking uh, New York Times readers are all about it. They love it. They love it, man. They guys totally right. So, I don't know. What do I know? Um, what else we got here? What else we got here? I think I got something else for you. Let me see. Oh yeah, last time I talked about uh I got more vaccine stuff. I'll put up the articles for you guys to look at. Fucking stupid. I'll just read the headlines real quick. Um, cuz they're kind of funny. Liberty activist arrested and held on a million dollar bond over entirely legal Facebook posts criticizing the government. So apparently that's happening now. Um, and yeah, so that sucks for that guy. Kroger, not requiring employees to get the COVID vaccine, but they'll give you a hundred bucks if you do take it. There's a lot of businesses doing that, trying to bribe you into taking a vaccine. Um, this one's from the New York Post. It says, Florida women caught dressing like grannies at COVID-19 vaccination sites. So this is probably just a a plant there, you know, like a plan to do all this shit. They're trying to make these, make it seem like these women wanted the vaccine so bad that they dressed up like old grannies and, and went to go get it. It's kind of funny. I doubt anyone would really do that. It's fucking stupid. Um... What we have here is, I was going to read something about DARPA, but it's so boring. But it's crazy. Um, just talking about their the technology they're working on. And this is something I want you guys to understand because a lot of the technology that's coming out right now that they might attribute to people like, I don't know, Elon Musk or whoever, these futuristic, these people who push this futuristic transhumanism thing the cyborg reality, it all comes from the military. And it's posted on their website, the stuff they they work on. So I have a link here that's uh, on the DARPA website, and it's DARPA and the Brain Initiative. It says, The White House announced the Brain Initiative in April 2013. Today the initiative is supported by several federal agencies as well as dozens of technology firms, academic institutions, scientists, and other key contributors to the field of neuroscience. DARPA is supporting the Brain Initiative through a number of programs, including a legacy of DARPA investment in neurotechnology that extends back to the 70s. Uh, And it it talks about these different projects that they have going on. So there's electrical prescriptions. 
The Elect RX program aims to help the human body heal itself through neuromodulation of organ functions using ultra miniaturized devices approximately the size of individual nerve fibers, which could be delivered through minimally invasive injection. Sounds like through a shot, through a fucking vaccine, perhaps? Hmm. To, to create neuromodulation, fuck with your brain with ultra-miniaturized devices. That's something they've been working on. Hand pro- proprioception and touch interfaces, which is haptics. Their haptics program aims to create fully implantable, modular, and reconfigurable neural interface microsystems. Now, what neural interface means is a, a brain computer, computer in your brain. Uh, so... They're creating fully implantable, modular, and reconfigurable neural interface microsystems that communicate wirelessly with external modules, such as a prosthesis interface link to deliver naturalistic sensations to amputees. And this is um, this is a narrative that you see a lot with with um, institutions that are doing this type of neural interface research, which is essentially a chip in your brain that can read your thoughts and communicate them to an external um, source. You know, if, if they can read your thoughts and send them to another computer somewhere, they can put thoughts into you. This is real shit. But they always say it's for amputees. You know, it's for someone who lost an arm. It's for a blind person. It's for a deaf person. Uh, that's fucking bullshit, first of all. It's to control you. It's to brain, it's mind control you, dude. Uh, neural engineering system design which is the NESD program. The NESD program aims to develop an implantable neural interface able to provide unprecedented signal resolution and data transfer bandwidth between the brain and the digital world. So right right fucking there. It, uh, a neural interface, which involves a little fucking microchip in your brain or something they inject into you, which has nanobots, that go into your brain, into the neural connectors, however the fuck that shit works, and uh, will provide unprecedented signal resolution and data transfer bandwidth between the brain and the digital world. So what does that mean? Unprecedented signal resolution. What resolution do you have going into your brain? You have, well, you have the touch sensations, touch and feel, and, and your emotions and things like that. But for the most part, what could be uploaded into a computer would be uh, visual and auditory stuff, what you see and what you hear. So they're saying they're developing this technology where an implantable neural interface, a brain chip, can transfer over unprecedented signal resolution and data. So what you see, what you hear, anything you, you take in into your brain and transfer that from your brain to the digital world, to the 5G, to the Internet of Things, to the smart grid, the computer, the AI, whatever the fuck, wherever they want to take it, man. And if it can send it out, it can take it in. So it's amazing. And there's 20 of these projects. I'm going to read them all because this shit's fucking crazy. But they all have the same the same general goal, which is like the brain chip connecting you to to the cloud or whatever, you know, the Internet of Things. And they've been doing this for so long, dude. And and where this technology really is, is, I don't know. Who knows? Is it in the vaccine? I don't know. Is it in your GMO food? 
I don't know. Conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy theory, but it's a fact that this technology exists, and it's a military technology. And to assume that the military is creating this technology to help people who lost an arm is so ignorant and childish and naive when they will gladly send your kids out to die in some bullshit war so they can steal the oil from this this poor fucking country, you know, in the Middle East. Steal their resources, overthrow their government so they can get some money. Neurofunction activity structure and technology, NeuroFast. The NeuroFast program seeks to enable unprecedented visualization and decoding of brain activity to better categorize and mitigate threats to the human brain, as well as facilitate development of brain-in-the-loop systems to accelerate and improve functional behaviors. The program has developed CLARITY, which is an acronym for something, uh, a revolutionary tissue preservation method, and builds off recent discoveries in genetics, optical recordings, and brain-computer interfaces. So right there, optical recordings, recording what's going on with your eye. Dude, I've read some weird shit on the internet, too, where they put fucking little cameras in your fucking eye and they record everything you do to certain targeted motherfuckers. I don't know. I know I got some weird shit in my eyes. Uh, Next generation non-surgical neurotechnology, N3. The N3 program aims to develop a safe, portable neural interface system capable of reading from and writing to multiple points in the brain at once. Whereas the most advanced existing neurotechnology requires surgical implantation of electrodes, N3 is pursuing high-resolution technology that works without the requirement for surgery so that it can be used by able-bodied people. Okay, so it it doesn't require surgery. There's some neurotechnology being implanted into you by some way. How does it work if it doesn't require surgery? It's got to get in you somehow. Is it a pill? Is it an injection? Something like that. And this is shit that's all possible with nanotechnology. It's crazy, man. It really is like the frontier of um, of technology. It's fucking nuts. And there's a bunch of other... <laughs> there's so many of these, dude. Ah, The ReNet program. Reliable neural interface technology. The ReNet program seeks to develop technologies needed to reliably extract information from the nervous system and to do so at a scale and rate necessary to control complex machines such as high-performance prosthetic limbs. There it is again. They're just trying to help people with no arms. That's the bazillions of dollars given to DARPA, this this company designed to make weapons of war, has devoted this entire branch of brain research to help the guy who lost an arm. (laughs) Restoring active memory, RAM. The RAM program aims to develop a test develop and test a wireless fully implantable neural interface medical device for human clinical use the device would facilitate the formation of new memories and retrieval of existing ones in individuals who have lost these capacities as a result of traumatic brain injury or neurological disease so they always have to put this disclaimer in You're like, wait a second, a device that could form new memories and retrieve existing ones? So you can implant memories into someone through a wireless means, through a fucking implantable neural interface medical device? 
wow, that sounds kind of sketchy. I don't know if I want DARPA doing that shit to me. Then they're like, oh, nah, it's just for a guy. He hit his head and he has a neurological disease, so we're going to fucking help him, you know? There's nothing. Why are you such a conspiracy theorist? <sighs> it's just crazy, man. Fucking crazy. And it's all online. It's all there for you to see that, you know, this technology exists. But, you know, a lot of people will look at this and they're so fucking stupid that they'll believe that. They'll believe that it's really to help this guy who lost an arm or this guy who hit his head. Anyways, I'll put up the um, links to this if you're interested in this kind of stuff. Most people aren't. Most people don't give a fuck. Um, But you might. You're cool. You're listening to this, right? I find it fascinating. I find it really weird and crazy what's going on here. And, uh... (laughs) <laughs> this is just a funny, a funny thing. Well, it's really sad, actually, but it's from Richie Allen. Richie Allen's got a uh, podcast. He's pretty good. He's from the UK. Shout out Richie Allen. And also shout out Alan Watts. I get some of these articles I get from him, too, because um, they're the really obscure, weird ones. And he's got a list of them on his website, Cutting Through the Matrix. So if you want to see that, check that out. Uh, this article is entitled, U.S., Kids must watch videos of dead black children in racism class. Primary schools in Buffalo, New York, have introduced a curriculum to teach kids that all white people are complicit in perpetuating systemic racism. As part of the module, kindergarten classes are shown videos of black children who were shot by the police. The lesson plans were drawn up by Fatima Morel, the Associate Superintendent for Culturally and Linguistically Responsive Initiatives. The lesson plans call for teachers and pupils to be, in Morel's words, more woke. Four to six-year-olds are shown a series of texts titled Woke Kindergarten, which are described as being digitally a digital, culturally responsive, and sustaining easy-reader books. The children are shown a video about six young people of color who were killed by police. Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Ayanna Stanley Jones uh, are imagined telling their stories on video. The students are taught about the sickness of American society, and by fifth grade, they learn that America has created a school-to-grave pipeline for black children and that as adults, one million black people are locked in cages Uh, The children are asked to atone for their white privilege and to use their voices for the cause of anti-racism. In another module, the children study the differences between white European and African systems of justice. The literature claims that whites created a retributive and harsh justice system, whereas African justice systems promote a restorative approach that prioritizes healing over punishment. In summary, the curriculum teaches children that white is bad and black is good. Silence is violence. If you're not speaking out against racism, you must be a racist. Acknowledge your unconscious bias and repent for your white privilege. If your child is in the Buffalo School District in New York, this is what they're learning. God help them. That was from Richie Allen. You know, so that was his his take on that. But kind of fucking crazy, right? You know, that they have that. There is a... Man, I just don't even know what the fuck to to say about this kind of stuff. How are you going to teach kids that everything's racist, the world's a fucking against you, and all this stuff, man, just preparing people to, um, for that victim, that victim lifestyle, where everything's against you, everyone's out to get you, which is true to an extent, but they're out to get everyone. But And then the, this racism shit is pushed, 
to divide us against one another and to distract us from the real uh the real problem here which is far greater than than a, a racial problem this is a it's more of a class problem if you ask me and it's uh the ultra ultra elitist class the billionaire trillionaire class versus everyone they fucking hate everyone equal white black brown yellow purple polka dot especially polka dot uh speaking of polka dot the fucking crypto kind of crashed like a motherfucker which was a little disappointing after doubling and going crazy you know it's had a crazy run bitcoins at 49,000 ethereum's at 1605 but prior to that you know ethereum was at 2 grand then it crashed bitcoin almost hit 60 then it crashed but they're still way above their all-time high they're going to be popping soon it's a good accumulation phase if you ask me cryptocurrency goes crazy though you know it's uh ooh Ave took a big hit too. They're all going down. But they're going to go back up. I'm confident. So uh, don't give up just yet. You got to hodl. And with that, I'm going to say peace out. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, Follow me on social media for more. Homage on Instagram. That's with a zero. H-0-M-A-G-E. Lion Killer with the underscore on the end with Twitter. And, uh, you know, listen to my music. Check out my website, homagelinekiller.com. Thanks a lot for listening. I'll uh, talk to you soon. Have a good one. Peace out. Loneliness has followed me my whole life. Everywhere. In bars and cars. Sidewalks, stores, everywhere. There's no escape. God's only man. Once there was a little kid named Benefit Walked around town with a frown Face down, looking bad Had problems inside His little sister just died Keep your head up, little man All you got is your pride He said the world doesn't want me And neither does my daddy He'd rather get drunk and puff months Than have a family That's real And ain't nothing realer than that the world is much colder than the steel of a gap But yet, he moved on, he fought to stay strong In this cold world to stay warm, he put a jacket on Made of 100% pain The label said the only way to wash it was to stand out of rain But he still was cold, the other kids were old All he really wanted in life was Jordans and gold And he'd be set, getting fine girls with barrettes See him with the boombox and fat boys cassettes If he got into a fight, he'd throw down But he's a little skinny kid, about 70 pounds And he had a loud mouth, so nobody stepped to him But I guess if they would've, well I guess that Doing, but it didn't get to that This little aristocrat trying to live fat Smashing mailboxes with bats Running wild through the streets His mouth would make peace Used to play football in mud with baseball cleats That's the life in my memory Embedded in my brain As he started growing Things started to change He started to realize everybody's smiles was just jealousy in disguise If he turned his back, that was that a knife would be in it Drama face to face at any place, no one would be in it Cause they knew, with this kid had been through Nothing nice, fast sacrifice off a of life's menu And things lately, was starting to get crazy And if they stuck around, maybe his mom would lose a baby So they broke out, headed down south on route This kid was still acting wild, thought he was tough, no doubt Dealt a difficult hand, but he had to play with it Emotionally disturbed, and the kid never quit it Immediately took charge, running this new neighborhood Makes me laugh 
thinking when he built forts from wood And if anybody touched him then that's the rise If anybody run into the creek they get cast In school everybody saying who's the new kid I heard he's from Chicago last week nobody did such and such That's sad rumors get started But at lunch acting all retarded eating Captain Crunch Thought he was funny little dummy making a scene Looking happy on the outside but inside me A lot of anger built up from things in the past Such an unreal life reality hard to grasp That's the life of my memory embedded in my brain as he started growing, things started to change Getting serious and writing serious run. He began working, hustling in company. Pockets full of cash now. Every day it's hot and sweet. Got away with it. Finally got caught in Bull City. They didn't fire him. Instead, the job he quit. His life is slowed down, different than in the beginning. Only worse, cause little bitches had him sinning. Fell in love one time, maybe twice, who knows? The only problem was the girls weren't nice, but hoes. It was a big mistake. Messed up the kids, my state. Betraying his best friends for nice ass in the day. Wait, what's going on here? The girls left him. Now he's scarred from left ear to right ear. That's his whole brain. Now was like to get in him. Cause what he did to his best friends happened to him. Now he cares about nothing, feeling sick every day. Thank God, eventually the pain went away. Now he's grown mad. That he ever has been up late at night at home. His only friend is his pen. Like angry, getting out frustration through poetry. Treating girls the exact opposite of nobly. The struggle continues on. Documented it every song. Made it this far. Confident he'll live long. That's the life in my memory embedded in my brain. And it's true as he grew, things did change. Sustain